Hello, we are Twyla York and Laura Gonzalez, and we are the officially unofficial Pagan Committee ambassadors for Chicago for Parliament of the World Religions. No, we're not. We're nothing official. We're just two yeah. friends that are overly excited about Parliament of the World Religions. First of all, how are you, Twyla? I am doing really well. I'm very excited for Parliament coming up. How are you doing? I'm doing really well, and I'm actually very excited about Parliament. And because we are very excited about Parliament of the World Religions happening in Chicago, or hometown, I invited Twyla to tell us a little bit about, first of all, what is Parliament of the World Religions? So Parliament of the World Religions was actually started before the Great Fire in Chicago. And it was created to kind of uh, cultivate harmony among the world religions and try to foster engagement with all of these institutions and how can we work together to achieve a just, a peaceful, and sustainable world. Um, they, they, they gather every three years, roughly three years, in different cities around the world to gather and work on these issues. And uh, this year is going to be in Chicago. Yes, it's going to be at the McCormick Place. It's going to be uh, right, right on my backyard, literally. I, <sighs> For those who don't know, I live very, very close to the McCormick Place. And why do you think it's important that we represent not only from Chicago, but from all over the world, we as pagans, why should we be proactive? Why should we be going? As pagans, we should be going because we, as a religious, spiritual movement and group and identity, had to fight for our place at Parliament. Um, every step of the way, we had amazing people like Phyllis and Angie and Andres fighting tooth and nail, among many, many other important pagans, also Selena, for us to have a space within the Parliament to recognize among the big religious leaders that paganism is valid and important and a very diverse large community network of individuals from a wide range of backgrounds and being at chicago we want to represent that fully that this is the beautiful tapestry that is paganism come show that come be part of this tapestry that we're going to show these other religious leaders who and what we are and how we practice and how we celebrate beautiful so when is Parliament and how do we sign up? So Parliament is going to be August 14th through the 18th, as we said, in the McCormick Place, downtown Chicago. And if you go to the parliamentofreligions.org, you can sign up for tickets. Um, they have discounted tickets if you have a larger group going. They also have discounted tickets for children and if you have a field trip arranging with a uh, youth group. Uh, but again, you go to Parliament of World Religions, my apologies, Parliament, parliamentofreligions.org, and you can get tickets there and all the details of all hundreds of workshops and programs and art display and music that's all going to be there. And of course, we're going to do the shameless self-promotion because we all are going to be presenting. So I'm going to be with Reverend Selena Fox and Reverend Deborah Rose talking about women and podcasting, and then we are going to be doing a Pagan Voices of Chicago panel. So we have Laura Gonzalez, 
myself, Damian Hahn, Claire Leviocchi, Chris Allen, Talisa Lee, and Jamie Marie Robinson um, representing our individual different voices and paths within paganism. And then I'm also doing another panel, which is going to be the voices of the goddesses with Angie Buchanan and a whole slew of other women. We each are connecting with different goddesses and writing a piece about it and wearing these beautiful artistic masks um, as our writing is read out loud. That is wonderful. And last but not least, of course, I'm going to be doing a panel with uh, Reverend Karen Green and Reverend Selena Fox about festivals of the dead. Of course, we're going to be talking about Day of the Dead, All Saints Day, All Souls Day, and absolutely Samhain, Halloween, and whatnot. And then whatever else comes through between then and now, because we are going to be taking part on ceremonies or the group, uh, the uh, room, or I don't know. I mean, I'm about to go with the flow and go wherever I'm called. So it's going to be a good time. And please remind us, Twyla, of the website where people can sign up. It's going to be parliamentofreligion.org. And it's going to be August 14th through the 18th at McCormick Center in downtown Chicago. There's still lots of time to sign up. This is a once-in-a-lifetime thing. It will change you um, being surrounded by all these amazing people from all these different faiths working for a common goal. Thank you so much, Swyla, for being here on CSMP talking about Parliament of the World Religions. My name is Laura Gonzalez, and until we meet again, never forget that you are loved. Bye-bye. Welcome to Circle Sanctuary Network Podcast, brought to you by Circle Sanctuary, one of the oldest nature spirituality churches in the United States, connecting people of nature-centered paths around the world. Join us through the week for a variety of shows discussing various topics, celebrating the divine in all of its forms, through nature worship, rituals, education, and building bridges of community. Welcome to Circle of Nature with Selena Fox. This is Selena Fox, and I invite you to join me as we explore herb spirits and plant allies. Let's take a look at some ways to develop and to enhance spiritual relationships with herbs, flowers, trees, and other plants. Let us explore some ways of working with the green world in sacred ritual, meditation, and nature communion. As we begin, let us call to the realm of herb spirits and plant allies. We call to the green world, we call to the sacred dimensions of earth's flowers, trees, other Come, herb spirits, tree spirits, 
essence of flowers, the green world of plants, come, be with us, guide us in our explorations and our sacred work with you, now and in times to come. So be it. One of the really fabulous things about working with the green world is it's multidimensional and it's something that can be healing as well as enhancing wellness. Not only for the humans that engage in this practice, but it is a good practice that can benefit the environment and nature in all of its diverse forms. Plants have spiritual dimensions, as do all beings and things. And we can connect with them, work with them, develop relationships with them as part of our spiritual practice and life. A good way to begin working with herb spirits and plant allies is through a meditation with reflection. So I invite you in the next few moments of quiet to join me with a green world meditation. Taking some deep, slow, centering breaths and closing your eyes or lowering your gaze. Call to mind yourself and a beautiful green color light being around you and being within you. Connect with the green. And now I invite you to pay attention to what rises up in your memory, in your imagination, in response to different aspects of the realm of herbs, trees, and other plants. Focusing on the word herb. What comes to mind? What's an example of some herbs that you already have connections with? Herbs that you use in seasoning food. Herbs that you work with in creating teas, washes, and other preparations. Herbs that may be growing in and around your home.
honor and give thanks to the green world of herbs. And shifting your awareness now, call to mind the realm of trees. Trees as a whole and some individual trees that have some special meaning for you. Maybe one or more trees near your home. Trees that were part of your growing up. Trees that are part of spiritual tradition that you have studied. What are the types of trees that come to mind? Give thanks to the realm of trees. Calling to mind flowers. Flowers that may be blooming where you are right now. Flowers in and around your home. Flower imagery. Different types of flowers that you appreciate, that you've had direct connection with. Flowers that are important in spiritual narratives and ceremonies that you've had experience with in the past. We give thanks to flowers and blossoms. And now call to mind the whole realm of plants, the whole green world of plants, and pay attention to what other images, ideas, memories, about plants that you've had special connections with, that you've encountered. Lawn and grasses near your home, around your home, shrubs and bushes, vines, plants, that are water plants, plants that dwell deep in the water as well as atop the water. Plant imagery. We 
we give thanks to the great dimension of the plant realm. And we call to the spiritual dimensions of the plant realm to work with us now and in times to come, to deepen our understanding of individual plants, of types of plants, and the plant realm as a whole. So be it. So this meditation you may want to work with as you expand and deepen your connection with the plant world. You can do the same meditation or forms of it, and you may have different plants coming to mind each time you do this. I think it's so important to not only spend some time working with plants in a physical way, but in an imaginatory way. And to find some good ways to help chart our journey, our knowledge, our wisdom, our understanding of the plant realm. So in addition to doing a meditation, to start focusing your attention and your intention on working with various plants, you may find it helpful to start what I call a green spirits journal. Some people have a magical workbook or grimoire where um, all sorts of ceremonies, meditations, recipes, practices are recorded. It can be part of that, or you may want to create your own kind of green world diary or workbook. I think you can benefit by making notes of what you've experienced in the past, as well as making notes of new experiences you have had working with the green world. Uh, Making a list of different types of plants that you've already worked with. What are some of the plants that you first started connecting with as a child? What are the plants that you've worked with as fresh or as dried or in symbolic form as part of spiritual practice. And part of the reason for doing this meditation work and this uh, workbook and writing journaling approach is to create a structure, a vessel in which you can bring your awareness and understanding of working with various plants together and you can add to it. And if you feel called to do so as you are able, and it seems appropriate to be able to work with that in teaching others, to share others with uh, the knowledge that you've come to know in working with plants. I have had special connections with individual plants and types of plants since I was a child. 
And that's a very important part of my connection with Circle of Nature, not only these podcasts, but my own nature spirituality practice. It's important to develop relationships with the green world as a whole and with plant types in particular. And there are a variety of different ways that you can do this. The concept of herb spirit and plant ally can be really helpful to guide this process. Essentially, the spiritual concept is that all living forms and all things have a spiritual dimension. So an herb spirit is the spiritual essence of a particular type of herb. You can develop the relationship not only with the physical dimension of, let's say, a peppermint plant, but the spiritual dimension of all types of peppermint plants and the whole realm of mints in particular. Communion with the living herb is a really good approach for deepening understanding and forming relationship and expanding spiritual knowing. However, if you do not have easy access to a living herb that you wish to work with, you can find some ways of connecting with the herb in a physiological dried form or a symbolic form. I prefer to have people that study herb craft with me not only do research and learn from others, but to have some direct contact with the plant material. And ideally, while the plant is in living form, rooted in the ground, and uh, to experience it as a living being. Sometimes the circumstances are such that I need to do some fresh cuts of and harvest of some herbs and bring them to a workshop and then pass them around so that people can still have a sense of a fresh form of the plant. Part of our connection with a living plant is experiencing the aromas, the sensations of touch, and for plants that have an edible component, actually being able to taste the plant, feel the plant, see the plant, experience the plant in natural settings. In addition to having direct encounters with the growing plant or fresh cut plant, or in some cases, dried herbs, being able to crush the leaves and to breathe the aroma and to experience it that way, it's good to have some basic knowledge of botany as a whole and the particular plant in particular. I 
like teaching herb craft and beginning um, to guide people with plants that are pretty universally workable for most humans. Some humans have particular uh, biological, physiological conditions that some plants they aren't able to work with. There's some allergy or other issues with that. Um, but um, plants such as the mints and um, other herbs that are are taken internally, such as thymes and um, thyme and sage, rosemary, um, parsley. There's just a wide range of different herbs that have been used as part of condiments as well as food stuffs themselves. Uh, it's good to begin with something that is easy to get and to work with. And then to start from that and develop an herb spirit practice. It's important to not only know herbal folklore, but to also know herb science. I think it's good to learn the common names of different herbs, but to also know their botanical names. There are herbs that look quite similar to each other, but they are very different. And by working with botanical names and understanding those botanical names, in addition to the common names, you are able to do further research. You can do this online or in herb um, directories and herbals. Um, all of that can really help. Being able to grow herbs and to nurture them, to harvest them in a sacred way, to dry them, freeze them, work with them in a variety of forms, all will enhance your knowledge. I consider myself as a fellow being in the green world here on planet Earth rather than a controller of the plants, I see myself as another form of life that seeks to work in harmony and collaboration with plants of different types. Sometimes an herb spirit will actually appear in some symbolic way and sometimes there's not a visual sense of the herb spirit, but more of a sense of a resonance with a plant. As you are developing a working relationship with an herb or other plant for that matter, be aware of intu intuitive information that comes to you. Sometimes you may get a sense that you need to really strengthen your connection with a particular plant you're encountering. Make a note of that and follow through if that, uh, if you're able to do so as soon as possible. And 
part of the reason for having an herb journal is to note down impressions and experiences as you continue to grow in your knowledge and wisdom and skills in connecting with herbs and herb spirits and other plants, this will be very helpful. Some other ways for developing a relationship with a particular herb and its spiritual essence, the herb spirit. We've talked about communion with the living herb, learning about its names, the common names, botanical names. We've talked a bit about the herb science as well as folklore, um, hearing some of the stories that are continuing to be told about lore with the plant, but also having a good understanding of some basic botanical science. What's an annual? It's a plant that has a life cycle that's one year. You collect usually collect the seeds as that life cycle is ending or you let the plant self-seed itself and return. Um, being able to harvest the plant, cultivate it, um, work with it, you will get a sense as you touch a plant and do the gardening or in wild crafting, over time, you will become more familiar with particular types of plants and get in inner guidance about what's appropriate to harvest and what help it needs from you. Recognizing plants as living beings that deserve respect is really an important thing. And being able to give thanks to plants that you have harvested as part of that harvest process is another way to strengthen your relationship, to deepen your relationship with herbs and herb spirits. As you store the fresh, the frozen or dried herbs, that's another way you're handling plants and connecting with them important to label when you are harvesting and then storing so you do not misidentify. Some herbs look quite different right after they've been harvested, but as they've dried, they start resembling each other a lot more. So it's important to have good identification procedures and practices. Being able to take in a bit of a plant, if it is safe to do so, is another way of strengthening connection with a particular kind of plant and inviting the herb spirit, the spiritual essence or the soul of the plant to be part of your work with the plants is something that I do as a regular course of being and it and have found it to be very helpful. Taking pictures, making sketches, um, capturing images of a particular herb spirit, herb plant will really help your connection with it. And talking with others, 
being part of an ongoing discussion group or study group about herb craft and the green world can be really helpful. Taking part in workshops, listening to podcasts. And I have a variety of different podcasts that are part of Circle Sanctuary Network podcasts, archives. So uh, check out some of my other podcasts as well as podcasts by others. Meditating with a plant. Even if you aren't physically able to be with the living form of it, speaking its name, having an image of it, and ideally an actual um, part of the plant, fresh or dry, and to spend time communing with it, doing some form of ritual of thanksgiving in connection with planting and harvest and other herb work, all of this can really help strengthen and deepen a relationship with a particular herb and the spiritual essence, the herb spirit. I talked a bit about having some type of journal or workbook. It's wonderful to compile that information. Some people will keep this on their phone and a notes function. Some um, do it old school and write it longhand in some type of book. I have a spiral bound um, journal that I often will use for jotting things down, especially if I'm out on a walk and I'm um, in a, a wild area where carrying a whole lot of stuff is a, in electronics may or may not work. Uh, being able to have a pad of paper and to note some things down and, and being able to share some of what you've learned with others. All of this can really strengthen your ability to work with herb spirits. Having a place that is dedicated to your work with herbs and other plants. I have something that I call my herb cabinet and it's right in my kitchen and I have jars of dried herbs, hundreds of dried herbs that I've gathered, I've grown or that have been gifted to me over the years. I not only include the name of the plant on the jar, each jar, but I include the date that I've received it. If you're going to be working with herbal materials for internal consumption, it's best to um, work with the plants as fresh as possible after several years, even under good storage conditions, Herbal parts that are leaves and stems and flowers uh, start degrading. Roots last a bit longer. You want to keep herbs that you are storing in containers that um, glass jars with tight fitting metal lids my favorite, or plastic lids if you don't have access to 
um, uh, metal ones and keeping those um, jars away from light, heat, and moisture. Some people like to um, freeze herbs and put them in their um, chest freezer or the freezer compartment of the refrigerator. That's also a possibility, in which case many people will use some type of um, plastic or recyclable plastic bag container. Here again, marking the name and the date is really an important thing. In my herb cabinet, I not only have different kinds of herb parts stored in glass jars and labeled, but I have a lot of my equipment there. Strainers, um, cauldrons that I use making teas, and nearby I have a little area where I store some other things that I work with as I do herb craft. I have mortar and pestle, wooden spoons, strainers, funnels, a whole lot of things. So for me, it makes sense to have my, uh, my herb cabinet right in my kitchen where I do most of the work. Some people prefer to have it in a ceremonial room or in another part of their home. I'd like to share with you now um, some ways of doing what I call herb spirit communion. And what I share about herb spirits really can be worked with in with the whole realm of the green world. So if you're working with a bush or some kind of shrub, or you're working with a water plant or a vine or a tree, you might, instead of using the herb spirit word, you might talk about the spiritual essence of these other dimensions of the green world as plant allies. I use the term herb spirit and plant uh, allies fairly interchangeable. And my use of the word herb is a very universalist term where it not only applies to annuals and biannuals and perennials, those are the different life cycle um, patterns of different plants. Um, but I, I actually see that I'm not only learning how to work with the physiological dimensions of a plant, but the spiritual essence. A plant ally, an herb spirit, is the spiritual dimension that you connect with as you do spiritual work with a particular plant, as well as the group of plants that it is part of. So what are some steps for herb spirit communion? Experience the herb as a living conscious being. Part of this is developing a mental framework where you entertain this perspective. If this is new for you and you're not sure whether you truly um, are prepared to do that. Give yourself an opportunity to really experience the herb as a living being and to see where it goes from there. 
knowing that there, it is possible for you and a plant to have some kind of relationship if you're open to it. Having a practice where you greet the herb and its spiritual essence. This can take a lot of different forms. One of them is to simply just be present before you start touching a plant, watering it, clipping it, harvesting it, whatever, to just be appreciative, to experience it. So part of this is a mindset. Instead of looking at a plant as an object that humans use to experience an herb and other plant as another being that's part of the community of life, that's the biosphere that is planet Earth. In greeting an herb spirit, some will stand before a plant or squat or sit close, take a look at the plant, if it's a living plant, and silently, or some people like to speak it, I honor you and give the plant, um, speak the plant's name, or to just have a presence of appreciation and connection. Some people find actually touching the leaves of the plant, if it's safe to do so, and gently caressing it and connecting with it as one invites the plant, not only the specific plant, but the species of the plant to strengthen its connection with you. Or if you've never had a relationship with that type of plant before, to invite it um, to connect with you. Having a herb communion experience, sitting with a living plant, touching it, experiencing it, and then imagining that you are it, you are one with it. Experience the world as if it was you growing in that location. What are you experiencing around you? How do you connect with the earth? What kind of water, nutrients, um, other nurturing dimensions are coming into you? Your connection with the sun, the sacred fire above you and the breezes. Experiencing an herb and the herb spirit as if you are one with it and making contact with the elements of nature, the earth, the soil, the air, the breezes, the fire, the, the light of the sacred sun, the water, the moisture in the air, dew on leaves, water in the ground, and the spirit realm, that which connects us all together. Connecting and experiencing a plant in its living form is really a powerful way of developing herb spirit and plant ally relationship skills. Thanking 
plants. Important. Also deepening connection. Caring for the herb and the habitat. If it's in a garden, if it's in a container, on a windowsill, in or near your home, that's one approach. If you do wild crafting, which is working with plants that are growing wild out in natural areas, make sure you have an understanding of the venue where um, the park, the preserve, wherever you are doing the wild crafting, make sure you follow the protocols and be aware of the fact that you are just one of many beings that may be using this shared public space, or even if it's a private nature sanctuary. So that means if you're going to be doing harvesting, not only to attune, but to be aware that others may want to also do some harvesting, not only other humans, but creatures that depend on one or more aspects of the plant in its life cycle for their own well-being. One of the most important things about herb craft and herb spirit work is ongoing practice. Yes, it doesn't have to be every single day, but it is helpful to establish a structure for that practice and to make notes along the way for that. Working with herb spirits energetically in rituals can be a powerful way of strengthening relationship. And one way of doing that is to not only assemble the things you need, for example, if you're making an herbal amulet, let's say you're using rosemary and you're making this amulet as um, something for healing for someone that you know, well, gather the materials together, have some means for noting your experience. And if you're going to be adding multiple things in the amulet, have those things available as well. And then create sacred space, invite the herb spirit to be with you as you work with the plant parts that will be part of the amulet. And then start assembling the amulet, focusing on the intention of that amulet, and then doing an energizing of the amulet as it is complete and calling on that herb spirit. You may want to create a chant. It may be chanting the name of the plant and the focus of the amulet. And once you are done giving thanks and then putting the amulet in a place where it will be until it gets used, if it's a gift for someone, you may want to wrap it in a cloth and put it on an altar until you are able to deliver it in some way, giving thanks and making notes of what you have done is a really important piece of that work. What I'd like to do now is share with you 
some of the facets of what I call herbal knowledge and herb spirits can actually help you with it. In addition to having the rational analytical um, parts of consciousness being part of the mix, by also establishing a spiritual connection with an herb spirit, intuitive dimensions are strengthened and ideas and ways of working with a particular herb may come to you as you study about the herb, as you work with the herb. It's not necessary to, you know, do a whole course in botany to be able to effectively work with plants, but having some kind of understanding of the realm of botany is important. And I'd like to share some of those realms now. The appearance of a plant, um, a whole range of common names. Often common names are geographical location specific. Sometimes they're culture um, specific. One part of a country may have a particular common name for a plant, but in another place, it's called something different, same plant. And as I mentioned, the scientific name, as well as its classification, is an important part to know. Know about the life cycle of the plant and know about what parts of the plant that you anticipate working with. Harvesting of roots typically happen in the autumn or early spring for best results. But if you're going to be harvesting leaves or flowers, better to harvest them as they are in their most abundant time of year and time of day. So understanding the life cycle of a plant and paying attention to how you're going to be working with it. Those are important things to know. What are the ecosystems that this plant has um, had as part of its life now and in the past? Some plants um, originate in different parts of the world, but as a result of human activity, some plants have spread to other continents and other areas. So be aware of its original habitat and ecosystem and how adaptable it is. Some plants get very adaptable and can be in a variety of locations. What are the sunlight preferences? Does it like full sun? Is it a shade loving plant? Or is it something that's very versatile and likes part shade, part sun? or has the whole range of from shade to full sun? How many hours of sunlight a day is needed? And when you're working with flowers as part of a plant, how often do the flowers bloom? When do they come on? Are they a spring ephemeral? Which means just as springtime is coming on, the blooms come out, but they're 
they may only be there for a day or two and they're called ephemeral because it's very short-lived for the flower part of that plant. Or are they a plant that flowers all summer long or spring, summer, and autumn? Um, what are the soil preferences? What are the moisture preferences? What is the climate zone? How do you propagate the plant? Even if you aren't going to be actively gardening, having an understanding of propagation also adds to your knowledge of the plant. What are the parts that have had a use by humankind? Roots, stems, leaves, flowers, fruits, seeds. Some plants you can use all the parts. Other plants you need to be aware of some toxicity problems that may happen at a certain time of fruiting or flowering. Some plants um, you just should not be touching or taking internally at all um, without some professional guidance or good reason to do so. Um, what are the best harvest and storage methods? How do you prepare different things with the plant? What are the chemical constituents? If you really want to get into the biochemistry of a plant, there are sources online and in books that can give you that information. And look at the folklore and the uses of the plants. Um, as a food stuff uh, for as seasoning, um, preparing beverages, for decorations, for healing and wellness, for ceremonial use. And um, what is your own ongoing relationship with the plant? Are you finding yourself really strengthening connections or are you getting a sense that you and the plant spirit that you're working with really need to limit your time together? So there are um, a variety of dimensions as you work with the plant world, but those are some that I have found really helpful. In working with larger plants, we take trees, recognizing that within the realm of trees, you have much diversity. Some people will literally hug trees as part of their way of connecting with a tree as a plant ally. And I certainly uh, welcome having physical contact with a living tree. I don't assume that because I'm human and a tree um, happens to be present, that that tree is gonna to wanna to have a relationship with me and I'm gonna to want to have a relationship with the plant, that, that tree. So some of the same things that I would do in connecting 
with a smaller plant, such as an herb growing in a garden or in a field somewhere, I also apply those to working with trees. Trees tend to last much longer than um, the smaller plants. And there you have a bark component and they're different um, components with even the bark and the tree structure. You've got, of course, the roots that go um, in different patterns. Some trees have their roots that go out very wide. Some will have strong roots that go deep into the earth and some a combination. And in working with a tree, it's good to not only know the science, but also some tree lore. Look at the age of a tree, look at the health of a tree, and you may find that there are particular species of trees that you really have developed a really good connection with already. If you want to strengthen on that, Begin with some trees that you actually work with already. I live in a primarily oak forest. And for me, I not only have particular oak trees at the forest where I make my home that I relate to, but different types of oak. We have black oak and red oak and burr oak and white oak. And being able to see the differences amongst the different types of oak has contributed to my ability to resonate and connect with oak as a species, as well as the individual oak trees that I work with. When I guide oak tree communion experiences, I invite people to find, to walk in the forest and put out a call imaginatively for an, for an oak to present itself as one may want to work with it. And so walking along a path in the woods, I invite people to be aware of their own intuition, as well as to walk with an openness to developing connection. And then when one feels a call to a particular oak to go there, gently put one's hand on the oak bark and to silently, or if one's open to doing so and the circumstances are right, invite the oak um, to be a teacher, to work imaginatively and energetically with you and honor the oak, give thanks, commune with the oak, become one with it, imagining that you yourself are growing roots and holding your hands up as you connect with the oak and experience yourself 
with your arms turning into branches. Now, some people will use a tree meditation for their own personal um, centering uh, as part of spiritual practice, and that can be fabulous, but you can specifically work with that kind of technique and have it aid you in connecting with a particular um, part of an oak, a particular oak tree in addition to the forest of oak trees. It is important to give thanks, however large the plant is, however um, long you have known it, to express appreciation. This is not only um, to help complete the cycle of receiving with giving and having that balance, but I, really see it as an additional way of recognizing the relationship and to tap into gratitude as a kind of personal growth and social expression practice. Um, having more gratitude in our life in a general way as well as in specific ways really is a win-win for us all, um, helps us grow and helps us develop respect and understanding of ourselves as part of the larger biosphere of our natural world. I'd like to invite you now to join me in another meditation for herb, spirits, and plant allies. So in the next few moments of quiet, I invite you to find a place free of distractions where you can center yourself and connect with the realm of herb spirits and plant allies in another way. And this meditation, you're also welcome to work with in, um, in ADAPT as part of rituals and meditations that you may consider doing as part of your life's work and spirituality. So in the next few moments of quiet, I invite you to center yourself and to start envisioning a circle of light around you. And that light starts taking on a vibrant green color, the green of growing things. So envision yourself in the center of a green circle of light. And then imagine yourself turning to each of the compass points in this circle, turning to the north, to the east, to the south, and to the west, and back to north again. And in the center of your circle, 
also connecting with the direction below. Experiencing yourself and your circle rooted into the place on the planet where you happen to be right now. Honor that space on planet Earth where you're doing this ceremony. And invite the spirits of place to be with you and to guide you in your ritual meditation. Turning your attention upward, raising your hands up. Imagine the sun in the sky, regardless of what time of day or night it is right now. Focus on the area above and imagine a sun image and rays of life and light from the sun coming down and blessing you and blessing this sacred circle and honor that which is above the sacred fire of the sun and the atmosphere, the air that we breathe. Honoring that which is above, honoring the spirits of place in the area beneath you now. Once again, this time focusing on soil and the moisture that's in the soil. And then in the very center, connect with the divine according to your own path. By whatever name or names that you identify as creative source, force, or forces may take the form of great spirit, great mother, great father, great unity. It may take the form of a particular deity name or form, spirit, the fifth element of nature that encompasses all together. We honor the sacred center. And we honor that center, not only in the center of our sacred sphere, in the center of our sacred circle, but within ourselves and around ourselves. Now in the next few moments of quiet, I invite you to take another journey around the compass points of your circle. And in so doing, you will invite herb spirits and plant allies to come forth as you do a meditation with each of the compass points. Imagine yourself now 
turning to the north and connecting with the sacred earth, the element earth, and the realm of physical healing and well being. As you imagine yourself in this beautiful circle of green light around you and facing the north direction, a mist forms at the north point and you call into that mist a representation of an herb spirit and or plant ally that can come forth and bring you a message about improving your physical health. What plant will present itself to you now? Call to the green world to bring a plant image and sense that can aid you in physical healing and well-being for yourself. Pay attention to what you experience and what you encounter. And give thanks. Give thanks. Give thanks. Turning to the sacred east, a mist forms in that point, and a symbol or a depiction or other representation of an herb spirit plant ally will appear, invite it to appear and response to this question. What herb or plant can I deepen my understanding of that will help me with my plant studies? Pay attention to what herb or plant appears in the mist that comes to you that's going to aid you and through work with it can aid you in your studies of herb spirits and plant allies. Pay attention to what comes to you. And as you feel ready, make a note and give thanks. Turning and facing the south direction in like fashion, a mist forms at that point. And pay attention to what herb spirit or plant ally comes to you in response to this invitation. 
I call into this circle a plant to aid me in enhancing vitality and creativity in my daily life. Vitality and creativity. What plant spirit is presenting itself to you? Pay attention. Connect for a few moments. And give thanks. Make a note. And as you turn and face the west direction, a mist forms at that point. And into that mist, a symbol, an image, other representation of a plant spirit comes to you. Invite it to be there in response to this question. Plant spirit that can aid me with emotional healing, please make yourself known. Pay attention to what comes to you. And as you get a sense of that plant, invite it to begin the process of emotional healing for you. If it feels right to do so. Note your experiences and give thanks. Now imagine yourself walking clockwise around this circle in your imagination and in the very center of your circle an altar appears And on the altar, at least one representation of a plant appears that connects you with spiritual practice. Pay attention to what you experience. The plant or plants representations in the center are plants that you can work with to enhance your spiritual understanding and practice 
give thanks. And now I invite you as you are standing by the altar in the center to turn around slowly and look at the whole green circle around you. And as you do so, plants of many types start rising up in the perimeter and you are in a beautiful circle of the green spirits of plants. Some may be trees or herbs or shrubs or grasses, um, water plants, flowering, fruiting, seeding. Experience yourself with a circle of plants and plant spirits. And as you turn around and look at and experience this greenery, recognize these plants and spiritual dimensions of plants are part of your support network. And by you working with these plants energetically and as circumstances permit in other ways, that you are part of this great circle and that this circle is part of the larger web of life, circle of nature of which we are all part. Give thanks to the green world. Give thanks to the different herbs and other plants that have come to your consciousness in our podcast today. And in a way that works for you, invite one or more of those plants to continue to be in relationship with you, to guide you in your understanding of that great circle of nature of which we are all part. Giving thanks to the sacred directions, giving thanks to that which is below and above, giving thanks to the sacred north, sacred east, sacred south, sacred west, sacred center, and to the plant spirits and allies that have emerged as we've worked together today. So be it. And as you return to a more waking state of consciousness, I invite you, as circumstances permit, to jot down some takeaways from our time together. What are some ideas that you have had come to mind? Some things that perhaps you have already done that you want to do more of. Some new ideas 
that you may wish to explore. Make a note of plants that have come to mind through the guided meditative experiences or as you've been reflecting and listening to this podcast. And let us conclude our time together by giving thanks to the green world as a whole, giving thanks to herbs and herb spirits, to trees and tree spirits, to the spirits of flowers and vines and water plants and all sorts of different plants. We give thanks for them being part of our lives, give thanks for us being part of their lives. We give thanks for the lore and the science that has been part of the past coming into this eternal present. And may we all be part of evolving that in times to come. Green world, plant spirits, we call to you, we honor you, we thank you. We call to you, we honor you, we thank you. We call to you, we honor you, we thank you. So mote it be. Thank you all for tuning in. And I invite you to continue your explorations of herb spirits and plant allies. CSNP, Circle Sanctuary Network podcast, we have hundreds of podcasts in our archives and you can access them as well as information about upcoming podcasts at circlesanctuary.org. Check out some of the things in the archives that specifically relate to plants and green blessings. So be it. Thank you for joining us on the Circle Sanctuary Network podcast presented by Circle Sanctuary and produced for all who follow nature-centered paths. Join us throughout the week for various programming connecting with the community around the world. Please don't forget to watch for updates on the Circle Sanctuary website at www.circlesanctuary.org. Follow us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash CSN podcasts. We can also be found on your favorite podcast hosting sites such as iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and others. Until next time, many blessings.